When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. I was a terror since the public school era. Bathroom passes, cutting classes, squeezing asses. Smoking blunts was a daily routine since 13. A chubby nigga on the scene. I used to have the trade deuce and the deuce deuce in my bubble goose. Now I got the Mac in my knapsack. Lounging black, smoking sacks up in acts and sidekicks. With my sidekicks, rocking fly kicks. Honeys wanna chat, but all we wanna know is where the party at. And can I bring my jack? If not, I hope I don't get shot. Better throw my vest on my chest, cause niggas is a mess. It don't take nothing but front for me to start something. Bugging and bucking at niggas like I was duck hunting. Dumbing out just me and my crew, cause all we wanna do is. And party, and bullshit, and party, and bullshit. Is it 
I got the hookers eating out my palm. She grabbed my arm and said, let's leave calm. I'm hitting skins again. Rolled up another blunt, bought a Heineken. Niggas start to loaf out. A kid got choked out. Blows were stoned and a fucking fight broke out. Folks, welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good. This is your Friday episode, and you guys, this is a banger of an episode. That's right, I'm using I'm using banger. I'm using the vernacular of the cool kids. Um, how are you guys doing? Are you good? Was it a good week? What a week we had, right? You had the 4th of July. That was, that was incredible. We had a great week of shows. We had Sophie on Monday. We had an OC recap. We had Caroline Calloway for the love of God. I mean, talk about out of left field that. And then today we got the King. We got Brian Moylan with us. Are you kidding me? We got Brian Moylan. I I just, this is such a, uh, such a fun uh, I woke up at like 7 a.m. to do this interview because he's over in England and it was worth it. I would wake up at 5 a.m., potentially 4.30 a.m. for Brian Moylan. It was so, I just had so many laughs. You can tell I'm just so, it's, it's, I'm telling you, it's a, it's a silly conversation. We talk about this week's Orange County and Orange County as a whole. We talk about Scandaball. We talk about Kyle and Mauricio. We talk about Real Housewives of New Jersey. We even have a little Love Island in there. Brian Moylan is truly a genius. He His writing is just so dead on. But also just when you talk to him, he's he's just so fun loving. We I even ask him if he's going to be ghostwriting Erica Jane's second book because he was the ghostwriter on Erica Jane's first book. I don't know if you guys knew that. Uh, but this was just a delightful conversation. I hope he had a good time because I had a blast. I'm just giggling like a schoolgirl the entire way through. So I hope you, I think it's a perfect Friday listen. I truly do. Like, because re- remember, you, this is already kind of was like a three day week. Like, just check out. You, dude, if you're at work right now, just check out. Just leave. Just say, just leave. And your boss is like, where are you going? Just say, Ryan Bailey said, I need to leave right now. And he's not going to probably even think he or she, whoever your boss is, they're not going to even think to say, who's Ryan Bailey? There's, oh my God, he did? Just walk out of there. Just walk out. Start the Friday early. This is a perfect podcast. So you have that. And that's not all because we never do anything small here. Then we have a Bravo pop culture roundup at this time Today, when you're listening to this, it will already have been announced, uh, been announced that Ariana Maddox is joining Dancing with the Stars. We talk all about that. We talk about Tom Sandoval being spotted filming with Tom Schwartz. We talk about... Uh, we talk about Larza Pippen, <laughs> Larza Pippen and Michael Jordan's son, Marcus. We talk about Mauricio and Kyle. So there's tons of stuff after the Brian Moylan interview. So you got a two for one today. And uh, of course, you guys right now are probably listening to Speak Now, Taylor's version. Taylor Swift released uh, tonight her re-recording of her iconic album, Speak Now. And I see online on Twitter and on threads, which is, that. Have you are you guys on threads? I talked about that a little yesterday. Find me on threads. You can find it through my Instagram account, which is, it's pretty much just basically Twitter without the blatant racism and hatred. <laughs> I'm sure it'll, I'm sure it'll get there eventually. But right now it's kind of like silly. I love it. I, you know, I always love Twitter for the news, but 
Um, Elon Musk is such a goof. He's just trying to find ways to, to make people angry and uh, make money, which, you know, sure, it's a company. But, you know, he took a product that was so-so and made it so much worse. So this is fascinating. In business, Mark Zuckerberg saw that window that people – this could potentially work because people have such – really intense feelings about Twitter and not a lot of positive. There's certain positive people that, that there's certain, certain positive elements of Twitter, but I have not seen them in a long, long time. I just thought I would always be on Twitter and I probably will in some form, but right now it's been nice these last two days to just be goofy and see what everybody is up to. So go follow us on threads over there. Also these, both of this interview and the pop culture roundup should be on YouTube. Maditza is going to be putting those up and thank you to Maditza for doing the notes for the Bravo pop culture roundup. That was awesome. Really, really helpful. And today was just a busy day. Like I was up early talking to Brian and then I had to watch an episode, an old episode of Succession from season one, because Emily Hanks, She Speaks Bravo, has another podcast that uh, recaps other television shows, and she asked me to come on, and I got to talk to her about like an hour and a half about a great episode of Succession, which is so fun to talk about other things in pop culture. It is just so fun. And then we got to talk to our old friend uh, Kendrick Tucker from Reality and Comics 2. He had me on, and we talked a bunch about like DC Comics and Love Island, and we talked about the whole thing. He is such a great uh, guy and a great podcaster, great voice. Always recommend him. Um, so it has been a busy day of speaking, but uh, don't worry. I, th- I feel completely blessed. I'm very happy. Um, I did watch And Just Like That, the new episode. I think I'm going to be doing a Patreon episode, breaking that episode down because uh, that Che threesome is going to stick with me for a while. No offense to Che Diaz, but it uh, it was pretty intense to to watch. If you guys watch, you guys know what I'm talking about. Anywho, let's get into it. The man, the myth, the legend. Uh, you can find him with all of his vulture writing. I'm going to put a link so you can find all of his writing. You got to sign up for his housewives bulletin that comes every month. Uh, he has r- written just an amazing housewives book that everybody should have. That is my chair squeaking. I've not gotten a new chair. You guys, uh, this book came out a couple of years ago, but I think it should be on the shelf of every Bravo lover. The housewives, the real story behind the real housewives. It is a perfect gift for the Bravo fan in your household. But here he is. We're talking about it all. I hope you enjoy it. And then remember, stick around afterwards for a Bravo pop culture roundup. You guys have the best weekend ever if I don't see you. And uh, I'll see you over on Patreon. And remember, if you like this, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you for all your support. I'm glad after last week when we weren't here full time that we are back on full steam. And uh, just thanks for being here. Okay, here he is, Brian Moylan. Good. Today, I am so excited to have my next guest. I don't think I've talked to him on this show for like multiple years uh, because you've got to really, you've got to, with the people that are legendary, you got to really be careful on how you, when you ask, you can only do it every couple of years. I really, truly think that. But I bumped into him at BravoCon this past year. And uh, we were just commenting that I no longer have a mustache. And one of the reasons is, is because I had too many conversations at BravoCon with people that I would get into full conversations with, where it would start with, you mean so much to me. You, you really, you cheer me up every day. And then they would go, your writing is just so incredible. And I was like, writing, I do a podcast. I guess maybe you could, (laughs) if you're reading a transcript. And then I realized they were talking about Brian Moylan because I had a mustache. So I gained 50 pounds and have a white beard now, just so I never will have to be confused for Brian Moylan. 
Moylan again because it, it was really truly offensive. But if you do not know Brian Moylan, I know you guys know him. He is the author of one of my favorite books, The Housewives: The Real Story Behind the Real Housewives. This uh, this is truly oh, it's it's blurred. It's truly an amazing book <laughs> that will take you down every Bravo road. But if you want a real treat and you don't know, he uh, he does the Vultures Housewives Institute Bulletin newsletter, which you can sign up for. I'm going to put the link, but it'll be delivered to your inbox every week. And his writing, I just was reading his Real Housewives of Orange County recap. It just it just brings something to the conversation uh, every week. There is just something so amazing. And he's been doing this for years. Uh, His writing has appeared in The New York Times, The Guardian, Vice, Gawker, Cosmo, everything. He's just a really amazing dude at this. uh, And and it's incredible that we have him here today to talk all things Bravo. So, Mr. Brian Moylan, welcome back to the show. Oh, Ryan Bailey, thank you so much. I mean, I had the same experience as you. People kept being like, I love your podcast. I'm like, girl, I don't got no podcast. Do you know who I am? (laughs) Oh, man, the the embarrassment I felt after I hugged somebody and then they said the writing part. And I was like, wait a sec. I don't. And then it kept happening at BravoCon. And I was like, oh, my God, I need to I have a shirt that says I'm not Brian Moylan. (laughs) <laughs> I know it was the same. I just went with it. I was like, oh yeah, thanks. thanks. But I mean, <laughs> if you've seen one middle-aged Irish American <laughs> yes. with a mustache, I mean, I, love I guess you've seen them all. Yeah, it's truly, it was truly an incredible experience. Uh, and I was very flattered, but I, I thought, you know, this isn't good for Brian. This is not, I gotta, I gotta switch this up for him. Um, I'm at, it's 8 a.m. in Los Angeles. I don't usually wake up this early, but there's nobody else that I would wake up this early for. You are where, right? You're overseas, correct? Yeah, I live in London. Um, I've lived here for five years. I uh, just reapplied for my visa, so I actually can't leave the island. (laughs) That's amazing. Traps. Truly incredible. Um, On the island until my visa comes through. So hopefully soon. What's the Bravo fandom like? What's the Bravo fandom like over there? Um, it's it's different. It's not as pervasive. Um, and so uh, they air the Bravo shows. Uh, I mean, there's still only like four channels here, and so <laughs> the ITV is one of the channels. And instead of getting new channels, there's just like ITV two, ITV three, ITV four. <laughs> That's very so, like very clever. They're they're marketing. Oh wait, do you watch Love Island? Oh my God. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're two weeks behind over here, but they just hit Casa Amor, which you guys, if you don't watch Love Island, I recommend it on Hulu, but they're like two weeks behind and they just hit Casa Amor where they take, they separate the guys and girls that have been in there and they like bring up new guys and new girl, like bombshells to try to break up the relationships. And it's one of the most exciting parts of Love Island. Are you digging it this season? Oh my God. It's the best. And so we just got what the recoupling after Casa Amor. Oh, no, you do not um, tell me anything. Do not. I I, won't, I I won't, but you're, you're going to be pleased. And this season has been a bit of a snooze so far. And um, yeah, but uh, Casa Amor was with it. But yeah, Bravo here is weird. Like people, the so the people that are into it are like really in and like so excited to have someone to talk about it. Cause it's not like a thing. And so even if you're into it, there's not like the community, but um, during the pandemic, they put the first two seasons of all the house cities on Netflix. And so we got a oh. bunch of like new people 
during the pandemic. So like post pandemic, I've noticed there's a lot more fans, a lot more people engaged. We have a streaming service here called Hey You, which is like, yeah, it's like just shitty American reality shows. And so it's like, if you went from Netflix to Hey You, it was like selling your soul to Andy Cohen. It was like, you're like now like all in. So he, yeah, so he like, feels that at a cellular level when you do that. He's like, I own you now. I am. I'm exactly. I'm it's like, oh, he got a tingle. And he's like, oh, another Hey You subscriber. Oh, knows? thanks. That's not somebody pinching my nipples. That's another Hey You subscriber. That's amazing. <laughs> um, well, I always picture you like Gandalf over there of like that you're in a <laughs> castle somewhere and you're like the man that knows everything about the thing that we love and you are hidden away in like this beautiful countryside. It kind of is. It's always funny, like, um, you know, not to toot my own horn or anything. Do it, but when I'm it. with my when I'm with my English friends, like in America, or or we run into like an American, they'll be like, Oh my god, Brian Moylan. It's like my friends are like, Why do people know you? Yeah. <laughs> you just like sit at home all day doing nothing. And I'm like, No, I'm talking to the housewives fandom well no, um, when i when i sat next to you at that one event at Bra- maybe it was the oc panel i'm not rem- but at BravoCon, i just remember thinking like this must be what like i was trying to think like what uh mary kate and ashley olsen feel like when they're <laughs> sitting next to next to anna wintour or something like that i was like wow i'm sitting next to brian moylan here at BravoCon. that it doesn't get better than that um can i say for the record the BravoCon grinder was off the chain I mean, <laughs> like the first like 50 <laughs> squares had to be like gay Bravo people. And I was like, hey, boys. What's up? The, the, the alert is just going off nonstop as you're in the Beverly Hills panel. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I guess to, to start bringing it to the actual Bravo shows. I was just reading your OC recap, and I guess my one of my big questions for you is, what the hell was going on at Cut Fitness when it was open? Like, was that actually right? a fitness center, or was it kind of like a hookup place, speaking of hookups? Because last night it got revealed that Ryan, Jen's new paramour, that there's like the big alleged, like, did they cheat or didn't they, literally walked into the gym for the first time and said, I'm going to fuck you to Tamra. No, he said it It was so weird in that it was like he said that he's going to fuck Tamra, but it was to Tamra's friend. And then the <laughs> friend was like, and I'm like, why are you mad about that? It's like if we got in trouble every time I was like, I'm going to fuck that guy. I mean, I'd go to jail a million times a day. Like, yeah, the whole thing was you bizarre. Um, where where are you on is Jen cheating or is Jen not cheating? I'm at the point of like, I don't give a rip. Like, I honestly don't care. And the fact that Gina is taking it so personally, it almost weirds me out because I'm like, Gina, how hard in need of you are, like, you need a storyline that you are taking it this personal because it it really, like, it's almost made me reconsider my own morals because I'm like, wait, should I be super offended that she's here right now? Should I be super offended that Jen potentially did this? Because Gina, like, I was like, I keep thinking I missed an episode where that Jen cheated with uh, her ex, like with Gina's ex. I was like, is yeah, Matt, right. is Matt involved it's, in this? Yeah, it's not like Brandy Glanville and Sheena here. It's like, <laughs> you know, exactly. like, come on. Well, and I said in my recap, like, how would Gina feel if a new housewife showed up and was like, 
my son died because of a drunk driver and you have a DUI. And so now I can't ever speak to you again. Like, it's dumb. It's like, okay, she fucked this dude. Even if she did cheat on him, like, whatever. Who cares? Like, well, the funny thing is life. But Jen, you can tell uh, you can tell this is like her Achilles heel. You can tell she carries around whether she did hook up in this car or didn't. You can tell she carries around this insane guilt about it. And it's very yeah. interesting, too, with Ryan, where they last episode, they, you know, in the boot barn, they had a whole conversation that this guy's <laughs> an, a known philanderer. You know, it's like my yeah. guy's amazing, but he's a cheater. Oh, yeah, he's a cheater. He would tell you that he's a cheater. I mean, <laughs> I I'm always like, whenever this cheating stuff happens, I'm like, this is some straight people bullshit. Because <laughs> first of all, like, I mean, have you met gay people uh, or watch the lesbian ultimatum on uh, Netflix, which is the best show, which ever. is great. Actually, um, that's <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, yeah. but anyway, yeah. um, it's like straight people bullshit. But also, like, we wouldn't have any reality if if straight people didn't care about this, like. If Ariana didn't care, we wouldn't have gotten any of uh, schedule. No, so, which, which by the way, that was gonna be a care? that was gonna be a question down the line. Was that did you hear that Tom cheated on Ariana? Did you were you aware of this? It oh seemed my God. Like, we yeah, can yeah. we can't go to BravoCon because the cheaters might be there. Did you know? Did did you know Tom Sandoval was in a jacuzzi with Raquel? Um, I want, by the way, I do want a BravoCon Ken to interrupt every panel where he just stumbles on and says that jacuzzi line and then just walks yeah. off with, with a different dog each time. Just like, sure. I always, with Ken, I always thought that like Jiggy, the, you know, the original OG dog, rest in peace, Jiggy, I always thought they shared a life force and that's why Ken always cradled it. <laughs> And then I was like, when Jiggy passed, I was like so worried about Ken because I thought it was like E.T., like when Elliot and E.T. in that movie were separated, they both got sick. And I thought I was like, oh, Ken needs another dog immediately or something's going to happen. I have a feeling that um, Lisa hasn't told him that Jiggy's dead. That Ken still thinks the dog is just no, like Jiggy. It's alopecia as well. Alopecia, it's got to be Jiggy. His sweater, yeah. Oh my God, what if we found out that Ken Todd had been weekend at Bernie's, Bernie's thing <laughs> oh. Jiggy for like all these years? <laughs> uh, he's asleep again, yes. No pictures. Um, okay, so this is way too fun already. Okay, so back to uh, OC is that I, I knew- Yes. I-, I I know, you know, this episode, like you said in your 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 recap, was focused kind of around Tamara in a sense. Yeah. I do want to just say about Jen, I really, I mean, I don't dislike Jen. And in fact, I, I think she was thrown into the deep end and she's kind of handled, not herself with grace, but I kind of like that she's, you know, offended about this relationship that she had. You can tell that it bothers her. And I also think she fits in perfectly in OC because we already got like 30 scenes where they've done so much like, you know, Hey, I'm, I, you know, am I going to fuck you? And like, they all have those like innuendos, like he's massaging yeah. her with the massage gun. And we hear the audio of like, yeah, that's right. That's the right speed. Get it oh in my there God. harder. That like, is Eddie their must be so favorite jealous. trick. Oh, oh my God. How many times have we seen the, or their favorite trick is exercise. And it's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and then you get there and it's like Luann with a water bottle doing a curl, <laughs> you know, it's like, girl, come on. Just for once, I wanted to like them to pan up and they actually are having straight hardcore sex. Yeah, like, I just and for it's once. like 
yeah, it's Eddie Judge like balls deep in Tamara, and she's with yeah. one of her like cowboy hats on. Yeah. Well, I mean, what do you think about the return of Tamara? Just speaking of Eddie, I was so the first episode, you could tell Eddie was kind of getting back into the swing of things because he was only he may only made like 10 sex jokes. He's like, What's for dinner? And he's, and he's like, You are you're for dinner, babe. You know, like yeah, it's like you're we get pussy. It. Yeah. Already. <laughs> um, I mean, I ideologically, I am opposed to bringbacks in that I feel especially like because fans are always like oh, what the show needs is bring back Vicky, bring back Lydia McLaughlin, bring back fucking <laughs> Lynn Curtin, like whoever. <laughs> and, you know, my thing is always like the future of the show is not in the past. Like the future of the show is in like who we didn't even know yet. Like exactly in season eight, we weren't like, oh, go find Shannon Bedore. But like, that's what they did. And thank God for them. So, but there there are a, there's a very small number of exceptions of people who I will allow to bring back. And that those are usually people who shouldn't have been fired in the first place. I believe that every time about Sheree Whitfield, never should have been fired. Always welcome back. Just rehire Sheree. <laughs> I also feel the same way about Tamara and that, like, I don't think she should have gone when she did. And so I'm like kind of cool with her being back, but I do want a little bit more of an acknowledgement and that she's having this kind of uh, dynamic with Shannon and what she's saying is those were the worst two years of my life because I wasn't on the show. And like, that's what I want a little bit more acknowledgement of being fired sucks. Here's what I went through, you know, like loss of relevance, loss of a platform, blah, blah, blah. Like, I want to hear that. And having and, having to sell uh, um, uh, CBD, you know, like yeah, I had to sell CBD right. for the last two years and start a podcast with Freddie Mellencamp. Like that's what I had to do yeah. to make people put dinner <laughs> on the table. I had to go visit my weird son at his ranch. Oh my God. <laughs> and he was dressed you, up like Woody from Toy Story. And- <laughs> you know, that's what I said. I said, Ryan Tamra's son must have watched a season of Yellowstone and liked it so much that he made it his entire <laughs> personality. Like he was like, that's he must exactly like, what like we watched Yellowstone and we liked it or thought it was kind of weird. Ryan watched Yellowstone and said, I've never seen something speak to me more than this show. Maybe, maybe since the gun show from years ago, but like this show is now his entire personality. Could you imagine what Ryan's, DVR like recordings are like it's got to be like ice road truckers fucking pawn stars yellowstone like yeah OAN he just records like OAN like all day I, I, I can't look at Ryan because I know that no matter what he's wearing inside of his lip there is a tattoo that says nugget oh and, and then, it, <laughs> well, in his ears, you can tell like the spacers that used to be in the ears. Yes. Like you, like you can see the old Ryan. And the thing is, he had to like eventually pivot to cowboy because it it's the only thing with a big enough hat to hide the the bald. The, you know, to hide because you know, <laughs> we all saw the one season where Ryan's hair didn't even want to be around him. Like we like we didn't want to be around Ryan either. <laughs> his hair was like, we're out, dude. It's been a good run. We can't do this anymore. Um. But Tamara is such a fascinating character because uh, nobody 
it's like the matrix. Like nobody is able to see. It's so clear to the audience what she does. Like you point out that she does this, you know, she manages to like get in the shit, start the shit, and then be able to get out of the shit really like be able to tell people like, no, I wasn't making fun of your IMDb, Heather. No, I'm I'm very, I think you did. You have an amazing career. She does this episode season in, season out, and nobody ever catches on. And then it lands on Taylor in the moment. And then they have a fight. And then we get to the reunion. They show the package. And Tamara's like, I'm sorry. I didn't remember that. And Heather's like, it's okay. And is like still yelling at Taylor. Yes! And it's like, yeah, like girl. Yeah. Well, and that's why Tamara is a fucking professional. Like she knows what her job is. She shows up. She does it. She's like a Kenya Moore. Like she, like it's like she just delivers. And I appreciate people like that even if they're not like always my favorite it's like thank you for bringing me this thing that i enjoy so yeah but it was interesting it was a rocky start though because in the like even on that boat episode she was like already screaming yeah and even shannon was like uh, what are we doing here? I'm not, I'm not this tank. Like, and Tara was like, do it. I'm going to fucking kill you. And it was, it was like, wait, slow it down. But you can feel like she's getting her bearings again. And she's really, all of a sudden that shows you how like weak these other ladies, they didn't train in the off season where Tamara is no. like immediately coming in and ruling the roost. Yeah. Tamara's like, Oh, you want a show? Here it is. I'll bring you the show. But I do feel like she is doing Jen with two ends dirty because oh, big time she clearly brought her on the show well and i don't know if it's her doing jen dirty or jen doing herself dirty in that jen has a narrative she wants to push which is i never touched ryan before we got divorced i wasn't cheating blah 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 and Tamara's saying you're telling different stories to different people and i think Tamara a is a veteran and knows you're not going to be able to hide this shit and trying to lie about it is only going to make you look like an idiot. And so when she's telling Jen, like, tell the truth, that's what I think she's saying to her is like, I know what you did. You just need to cop to it because, you know, yeah. Right, well, Cause well, none of right, us believe it. And don't you so, love the picture though? Like Tamara's in the offs, like Tamara's off the show, but in her head, the goal is to get back on the show. So I like, I always like to think of cut fitness of like, she's like scouting people that she can eventually throw under the bus. If she gets asked back to the show, like, you know, just for that opportunity. So she's like, this Jen would be perfect. If I, so I'm going to get close to her in hopes of getting back on the show. This Ryan Mm -hmm. said he wanted to have sex with me. Like she's already. And also how does that happen? And Tamara not tell Eddie. Because Eddie still supposedly doesn't know, which Eddie seems like he potentially lived at Cut Fitness. How did this not get back to Eddie? Because it's not, it doesn't seem like a huge gym, Cut Fitness, rest in peace. No, you're absolutely correct. And how did this happen? And she didn't tell Jen. Like, Jen starts over, <laughs> and they've been on, like, vacation and shit together. And she's, you know, if I felt that badly about a remark a friend made to me and the, or somebody made to me. And then that person started dating a friend of mine. I'd be like, you need to dump this guy. He's a fucking asshole. And, but no, <laughs> she's like on vacation with this. She waited like two years to fucking tell him. She's that, like, I, mean, that, that's I a finally pro. found that's... a beautiful idiot to bring on the show. Wait. My sacrificial virgin. <laughs> well, I was, and I was confused last show. night. You can maybe explain this to me uh, because I'm sure you've gotten a dick pic or two in your your, your day, um, probably just today, actually. Um, how does Ryan supposedly accidentally send a dick pic to one of Tamara's friends, but Jen was right next to him when he did that, and Jen says he meant to send that to me, the dick pic? Yeah. Is that, and, the, was and, that the story? 
and yeah, and she's like, he was with me when he sent it, but the caption said, my limp D misses you. And yeah. it's like, wait, but like, you're, t- yeah, that's, the- see, that's what Tamara's talking about is like, when you try to make shit up to hide the shit, you know, it's like, he clearly sent this dick pic to this girl. Yeah. And like, okay, just be like, yeah, he did. I know who cares. Like, you got to Lisa Rinna own it. When you try to like cover it up, that's when you look like an idiot. So, and Tamara's telling her as a reality television professional, I know that it is better for you not to lie. So you should tell the truth. And Jen's going, no, I'm going to try it my way. And like, girl, listen to Tamara. That's all. It's going to be, it's going to be fascinating to see how this show changes Jen. You know, even by the end of the yes. season, I think we're going to see such probably a change. But like, I, I I will say I saw this on Twitter because immediately after the first, even the first episode, Bravo Twitter, you know, was like, oh my God, I've never seen anything as good as Orange County this season. It's never, it's, 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 owed, it's so good. It's so good. And I think I re- read a reply of you, you're like, I'm not quite there yet. I'm not, yeah. I'm not like throwing everything, but we are so quick to either hate or love immediately. There's no in between. And I was like, Listen, after Scandaval, I was kind of happy to have this kind of like, oh, we can just fight about bullshit. Like that we don't have to yes. we, we don't have to have this really intense plot line. And I will say, like, I, I was there with you where I was like, I don't think it's the best thing ever. But then I will say I've the last two weeks, I've looked forward to this show more than most shows that I watch. Uh, I agree. I'm coming around to it. I want there to be more women I like <laughs> if that if, well, so, that's sorry kind of like, dude like we'll see next season yeah yeah um well because I'm thinking of like I agree with you after Scandaval and like Erica Jane and New Jersey and Jen Shaw oh, Jersey and, like, all yeah. that it's like I was ready for something nice and light and Miami has been so good at that where it's like stupid fights petty drama everyone's having fun they're enjoying each other's company and I'm getting some of that which with Orange County, but they don't seem to be quite enjoying each other as much as the Miami ladies do. So that's, I want a little bit more fun. And I feel like um, there's an excellent um, adage they use here in England for a person. And they call that person a mood hoover because a hoover is like a vacuum. <laughs> and so a mood hoover is like someone who shows up and like ruins the mood. Yeah. And I feel like that person is Heather Dubrow. Really? She's an energy vampire. She's Heather Dubrow does not like to have fun. Heather Dubrow wants to sit there with her champagne and go, hmm, <laughs> and it's like, no, I want to watch fucking Tamara and Shannon throw, je- throw fucking gummy bears at each other across the kitchen. I don't want Heather to be like, oh, how dickless. Like, well, you, you even made that point of even the IMDb argument, which I think, you know, fighting over an IMDb resume is pretty amazing. I really enjoy that. But Heather was yeah. able to clear that, like, you will not, this is for women everywhere. I raise my family like many women do. And I am getting back into the acting world. Like she cleared Taylor immediately and she didn't yes. even really raise her voice. She just got the finger up. That was as much as the finger went up. And I thought like, that's it. She never like loses it, loses it. No, you know, she and, never and- loses Yeah. And she never loses it like either like falling down laughing or like yelling and screaming. It's like, you know, and, and I appreciate that everyone brings a little bit different, but I feel like she, well, and it was was like, 
they went to that mechanical bull, right? First of all, half the women went to ride a mechanical bull in skirts, which is like, girl, you're going to ride a mechanical bull. <laughs> like, well, dress for the part. And then secondly, like half of them were like, no. It's but like Shannon, Shannon was scared of breaking her hymen. She was like, I have a bony yeah. vagina. I can't like I don't I, I don't want to lose my virginity to this mechanical bull. I know <laughs> in my I grew up in a smallish town in Connecticut and there was like one like bar slash club and it was <laughs> like country western themes. I don't even remember what it was called, but um, the sign out front said come ride it was like one of those signs where you could like swap the letters out you know and it said come ride the mechanical bull and so my best friend in high school and i that's what we used to call like masturbating because she would use like a vibrator and we, we'd be like oh did you ride the mechanical bull like, yes i did so like that's all i could think about when these women always they always ride the mechanical bull but not the Orange County ladies. I mean, fucking Cameron Westcott, of all people, got in a mechanical bull. Like, oh, my God. I was thinking about the Real Housewives of Dallas episode from the, the last season that it was on when they did the Woods trip. And then yeah. they dressed like, when, when they dressed like bears or wolves or something. Because I got scared last episode when Shannon went, I thought Shannon was going to dress up like a bear. But instead, she dressed up like a, a whore. Uh, an old timer, <laughs> old timey prostitute and board shots. But I was just, it's so funny how Bravo, I don't think it's on, I don't know if it's on purpose, but recycles, not like, but like, oh, we'll do a Western themed episode or we'll do, we'll do a break stuff episode where we go and break like bases and stuff. Um, Is you, there anything you... Bravo that, you know, like a mechanical bull or like a vaginal rejuvenation, like something that we see all the time on a Bravo show that you are like, Never again. I never want to see this thing again. The break stuff was like, really, that was like stood out to me. The murder mystery party for a second started to get a little, I think I saw that a couple too many times. And I will say, even though now since the news of this week, uh, psychics were starting because we had New Jersey, we had the tea reader this season with Jennifer Aiden. So I was like, you know, psychic abilities not to shit on anybody. And by the way, psychics are having the best week ever this week. Thanks to Allison Dubois, but those, <laughs> you know, mean. so the, there are certain things that I, well, and I'll, you know, those tropes, I mean, I guess yeah. we, I was even more just annoyed of like people pretending that they still worked at Sir. That to me was even worse than the <laughs> yeah, break stuff, worst. you know, my, I have two least favorites. One is anything like prohibition, great Gatsby flapper <laughs> parties, never again. Yeah. My <laughs> other second least favorite is the, should we have another kid storyline? Like, oh God, no, yes. you should not oh have another kid God. and you probably are physically incapable of having another kid. Why are we even entertaining this? You know, that's why I think Scandal worked so well in some ways is because it was about something so specific, you know, it was something yes. so specific and so tawdry and it involved other cast members. It wasn't like Scan- yes. Sandoval cheated with somebody on the road with his karaoke band that we don't know. We know this person. We've watched this person. We had strong opinions on this person finding her voice. So that to me is why it worked because it was so specific. When you, you know, and B- Vanderpump was never like, well, we, we know this information and we're going to do it around a murder mystery party. We're going to, yeah. we're going to reveal it during a murder mystery party. Like none of that happened. It was just, that was no. why I think it works. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. It was so good. Um, we, okay. Well, I just want to real quick on OC finishing up. Uh, did you notice Tamara's shirt last night? What it no. said? It said a no. little bit, a little bit country, a little bit hood. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I'm shocked nobody had like nobody's been offended by that yet. I was like, oh wow, like Tamara's really. I mean, uh, is Laguna Beach a hood? <laughs> well, depending on which area. I mean, I guess Tamara's area, the co- the Costco there that Eddie works at is not the best Costco. Um, wait, does okay. Eddie work at a Costco? No, that was that's the recurring joke that they keep talking oh. about. Because Tamara's mom that lives with them that fucks in the back room, uh, she came (laughs) out and made a Costco joke in the first episode. Um, I am so scared of that mother's boyfriend. Oh, my God. He's like, he seems like a potential Netflix serial killer waiting to happen. He just doesn't say anything. I mean, yeah, I would not want that in the back of my house, but. What can I say? <laughs> they, by the way, I hope they do charge him rent. Like that would be like Tamara. Like we got to keep him. Eddie's not working anymore. <laughs> um, what are we going to do with Eddie? I don't know. But like when he, when they did the cut, uh, going away party, he was dressed like an eighth grader at a football dance, and he looked so yes. defeated. He looked so defeated, and I just thought, like, has the spark gone out for Eddie? Because you truly believed that this was something that, like gave him some sort of purpose. And I do, it would be amazing if next season, Eddie's like 280. He's, you know, like he's just let himself go complete. It's like nutty professor almost where he's just, he's let himself go. Like I do want some sort of storyline for Eddie. Cause I just don't buy in the fact that he wants to just knock boots with Tamara day in, day out. There's gotta be more. I feel like Bravo should do like, dirty jobs but with eddie like let's see like let's let's <laughs> yeah. just give eddie a bunch of jobs and see how he does like, I mean, unemployed eddie. well and and who's not employed is terry dubrow who always shows up looking like you know a marionette puppet or something and he's always smiling Wait, how does terry dubrow not have a job no t- i said terry on the other hand terry has a full job oh terry yeah, always yeah, yeah. shows up he fully works and now they're plotting their move to LA so Heather can return to like taking over the acting world. Do you think this is some sort of entrance point or for her to try to at least get on Beverly Hills? Because the OC I, ladies I, obviously don't like her by the end of the season. I feel like she wants to be, well, and from what I understand, uh, we got Heather Dubrow through Lisa Vanderpump and Lisa Vanderpump tried to get her on Beverly Hills and they were like, no, you're more Orange County. And I agree. I think she's more Orange County. And I think it's one thing for Taylor to switch franchises because she's been gone for so long and she's just a friend of, but I don't think they're going to do, I think Cynthia uh, Bailey has a better shot of being on Beverly Hills than Heather and she's Dubrow been. Does. We we saw Cynthia Bailey yeah. has been on a couple episodes of this upcoming season. But by the way, Taylor Armstrong, we just found out, is really good at switching teams, so it might actually work for her. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, did it's you know that Taylor she's good at switching teams? Is that she plays for both teams? Yeah, that's well, it, that's so it. did I you know that like... Taylor Armstrong had a full five year relationship before? Uh, what's his name? No, and so I was like, what? I was like did we know this? And I forgot because yeah. I mean, I feel like I have a fairly encyclopedic knowledge of what's going on with the housewives, especially like LGBTQIA plus wise. And so I Googled Taylor Armstrong bisexual and nothing came up, but an article came up uh, from radar online. I mean, uh, radar. If, if your computer, so, needed so Lisa Rinna knew, so, so Lisa Rinna knew. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So, so it came up and that it, but it was that Russell was bisexual and that there was some kind of like sex tape. And that was like part of the whole thing. 
Wow. Yeah. And so then I was like, oh, maybe it was like, we're both by let's get married. And then we won't like ask questions. Dude, that's what I wish Bravo would do. I wish, I mean, this is probably unfair to, to Taylor, but I wish Bravo had like an investigative unit where they went and did <laughs> Netflix style documentaries about certain like pieces of history of like really like breaking down everything like that. Ryan Bailey, I would like you and I to produce a multi-part investigative podcast series. Oh my God. And all, all we're going to investigate is the Katie Maloney Schwartz falling through a skylight incident. Which I need to know, like, oh. every detail of. I need to know why she was there. I need to know who was present. I need to know, like, what happened. Like, I want to listen to, like, 100 hours about this. I remember that episode when Katie Maloney took us through that skylight incident and even showed us pictures of her, like, jaw and face. And then it was the first time that I completely, like, empathized with Katie because I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, what? A, like, that's a huge event. That's a sky. Like, Batman falls through skylights, like, on purpose. And she she accidentally felt like that changes the person. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, so that always fascinated me. Also, the Raquel Levis mm-hmm. family dynamic. Oh, my God. Still have no clue. I thought I knew, but now I don't feel like I know at all because so much is. Uh, oh, God. Well, I, shit. I was going to talk about a couple more OC, but let's get into Vanderpump a little bit because you just brought it up. <laughs> Listen, they're filming season Sorry, 11. Totally derailed this conversation. Oh, no, this is it just I just realized that I was like, oh, we'll be able to cover around the world. And I'm like, we're already 37 minutes in. And I feel like we've just started um, a scandal. Obviously, they're already shooting season 11. Uh, Tom Sandoval wasn't there for the first week because he's filming Armed Forces, a Fox reality series where they pretend like they're in the military. But did you uh, watch the last one? No, was it? I know Dr. Drew Pinsky was on it, and uh, Dr. So it's based on an English format called SAS, (laughs) which is huge here. And uh, they love a celebrity reality show. And this is like my husband makes fun of me because this is how I learn about England is I just watch their like shitty celebrity reality (laughs) shows. And so we'll see somebody on a billboard and he'll be like, Who's that? And I'm like, Oh, she's on Loose Women. And he's like, how do you know that? And I'm like, bitch, I fucking watched her on Dancing on Ice. But anyway, <laughs> the first season of the, the Army show is really good. And Kenya Moore is on it. And Kenya Moore kicks fucking ass. She does better than like most of the athletes. She fucking kills it. And, and there's one challenge where you have to go and like beat a person up and they're wearing like pads and whatever. And like Kenya goes in and you could tell Mark Daly's face was on that man's head because she fucking walloped the shit out of him. So Kenya's a star. I am Kenya is a Kenya is a star. I, I there's no I, I Kenya is somebody that's like just like been a, stays a legend. I mean, I, I'm and I'm and she's like, you know, she's she's like the promise of Nini. Like, like, you know, like Nini kind of fell off and she did things that like yes. were, but like Kenya's still there. Kenya's still at like arguably the top of her game and gets more and more respect from the naysayers each season and each year that she's, she's around. And I feel like the more you watch Kenya off the show, like if you watch her on this army show, if you watch her on ultimate girls trip, like you only like her more somehow because you see her like outside of the dynamic and you're like oh you're actually like cool and smart and funny and tough 
That's why sometimes I liked Ultimate Girls Trip because it gave me a different perspective or a yes. different, like I already, like, you know, I, I will say like the first season of Girls Trip, it made me rethink Teresa Giudici, but now I've rethought it again once this season oh, aired. But you, you don't like saying? her, like, do you? I do Brian not. I, no, I don't. I mean, like, I hate okay. to say, like, I don't, but no, but I, but I live in a, we live in a day and age where you can't say that out loud. Like you can't, like, you've got to hide the fact that you might dislike Teresa Giudici and you have to hide the fact of something so obvious that this man, Louie is not good. You have to literally, you will get attacked. You will get doxxed. You will get like, I, and I don't know why we can't just say things that are obvious sometimes. I mean, do you think that this is his like Twitter bot army? Like, do you think there's any reality to that? <laughs> well, I think there's reality just in the sense that I thought there was a Twitter bot, bot uh, army during last season of Beverly Hills. Like, we do know these things actually happen. Yeah. We do know these things get put into play. I do know for all, like all intents and purposes, no matter if you love Rena or don't like Rena, Rena like got her hands very dirty, even dealing with like bloggers like ourselves, where she was going back and forth trying to like she was a politician, you know, like, yeah, I mean, that's why I think comparing her to Tamara, in a sense, Tamara goes in there and does this same thing that we all notice, but the cast doesn't. Lisa used to do that as well. She just got so lost in the sauce, as Schwartz would say, this past season and lost her marbles. Yeah. But Tamara's still like able to control that. But Rinna to me was always so obvious that she would, you know, suck up somebody else's storyline and get offended when she had no right to get offended. But yeah, I do believe Twitter bot armies. I do believe that people are behind the scenes doing this stuff, whether it's Louie or not. I don't want to actually physically say anywhere on. Rec- but there's something there's there's something deeply wrong with. And, and I'm oh, not yeah. That, I'm not saying Melissa and Joey are amazing. Like they're like, they're, they're perfect. But I will say, I sometimes understand Melissa's point of view, even though I watched the christening episode and I realized how tainted it was from the very start, but it's, 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 it's dark over in Jersey. Yeah, no, I, well, I think that that's, what's hard in general about the fandom these days, even outside of like the Twitter bot armies is that there always needs to be like sides and that it's like, if you don't like Teresa, you have to love, uh, you know, Melissa and Joe. And it's like, no, I can hate everybody. I, I am <laughs> yeah. as equally capable of like hating, you know, Lisa Rinna and Kathy Hilton. Like, I don't need to like yeah, yeah. Pick a side. <laughs> well, that was, that was the thing is like, well, if, if we don't like Sandoval anymore, we have to idolize DJ James Kennedy. And I'm like, wait a sec. I like DJ James Kennedy. I think he's hysterical, but I'm also able to remember all the seasons where DJ James Kennedy said a lot of nasty, nasty shit. I Including can actually- this one. Yeah, I hold room in both. Like, yeah, I live yeah. in fear of being called a fat fuck by DJ James Kennedy because I know I would say one wrong thing. It'd be like, you fat fuck Ryan Bailey with your big belly, your big sloppy <laughs> belly. Um, but yeah, like, why why does one have to be a hero? One has to be a villain. Like, why do we have to choose that deep of sides? I completely agree. And yeah, everyone's James Kennedy is the number one bo- guy in the group. It's because he's the only one left. So <laughs> that doesn't make but it number one. He's going to blow just, it. I you mean, know he- you know, because you know he's going to blow it again in season 11 or season 12. DJ James Kennedy is going to do something so awful that we're going to get back to that place where we were so shocked about Sandoval. Even if you watch back the series, you're like, oh, he was always a little off. He was always like choosing people over Ariana. So speaking of Jersey and Vanderpump Rules, um, how do you think filming goes forward on these shows? Are you looking forward to the next season of Vanderpump Rules that just started filming? 
Of course I am. Yeah, of course. Of course I am just because I'm actually, but I'm, I'm excited in a different way. I've explained to the audience that I'm more excited from like a meta kind of way of how do you film when you're at like so popular that I was talking to one of the, I was DMing with one of the producers because I said, man, you just seem like you have a crowd now everywhere you go filming this first week. Uh, how's that going? I said, is it just interrupting? How's the sound? I was like even worried about the sound. And they said, so far, <laughs> it's like, so far we have, we have a really good security team and everybody's been so respectful. But at the same time, just that feeling of these people have been there for 10 seasons and now they're being watched like a fit, like even more intense yeah. fishbowl. Like to me, that's the thing. I don't even care more really about Sandoval coming back. What I care about is, you know, one of these numb nuts is going to like fight over a brand deal or fight over a podcast yeah. or fight about the attention that they're not getting. And that's the shit where you're going to see Ariana probably have to get into some weird situations because Ariana got a brand deal that like Lala yeah. wanted. And that's what I kind of am excited to see potentially. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
No, absolutely. As I always say, all fights on the show are about the show. And it's like you see Lala and Sheena and Ariana getting a lot of attention and Katie Maloney Schwartz Maloney falling through the skylight, not getting as much. And so then does she get mad? And yeah, I'm with you. I'm like interested in that. And I'm also like, I'm such a nerd about like how these things get made and like all that, that I'm like intrigued by that. I would rather the docu. I would rather the docu series of the making of this season rather than this yeah. season. Like that's the thing yeah. that, or even how they handled Scandal. Like I was talking to one, you know, just like them picking back up the cameras, them using yeah. the Beverly Hills crew. To me, that was so fascinating of really getting this stuff together so quickly, and then all of this stuff was coming out, and then the documentary of like them keeping us interested for three months, like three months yes. where it got more and more intense each week. And for us to be still interested on the end date as we were in the beginning date was really a feat. Bravo usually is heavy handed. And there was almost like a delicacy in which they handled this in some ways. They did it so well. And, and I give them major props for him. And I think they knew this was like a once in a lifetime moment and they really ran with the ball. Um, But to continue my sports analogy, what I'm worried about with this season is, have you watched the show? Welcome to Wrexham. I think it's on yes. FX. Yeah. In yeah. America. Which by the way, I don't like sports, but I love sports documentaries and docuseries. And Rob, Rob McElhaney and Ryan Reynolds by a soccer team. Yeah. And so it's about, yeah. And so it's about like the players and blah, blah, blah. Well, so I got my father into it. And so as they were filming the second season, he was like sending me the scores from the games and such. And I was like, no spoilers for my favorite reality show. Like, I don't, I want to watch this happen on the show. I don't want to see it like in real life. And I'm afraid because Van, like, you know, Vanderpump's going to be filming in public. Every They're going to be filming at their bars. Everyone's there. Everyone has a phone. Like, I don't want it to be like- We're going to see everything. Oh, they filmed here. Oh, so-and-so filmed with so-and-so. Oh, they're in a fight. Like, you know, I, I don't think it really impedes my enjoyment that much, but I want to see it play out on the show rather than just trying to take all these little bits and trying to triangulate what is going on with everybody, you know? Well, there's whole, there's whole entire accounts and TikTok accounts that do just that. That have already, like, the first week and a half of filming, we already know pump closes. So, like, I already saw Lisa stand up, which you can already be like, when me and Ken started this restaurant, (laughs) you you already can see. By the way, already too much Lisa this season. Like, even just from the photos, I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want to know about you getting back on a horse. I don't want to know. Like, I just want to know about the kids. I don't care about pump closing. Unless you cheat with Nicolaine, that's the only thing I want to hear about, you know? Oh, my God. I would die. Nicolaine! She loves Nicolaine! Steampunk. I think that the best thing about this past season um, was I liked like how the absent Scandaval, the show kind of became about these kids who used to be servers who are now like restaurant entrepreneurs, right? And they're (laughs) working at their businesses. And you have Lisa come in as their like mentor, kind of. And I was like, this is just, this is as much Lisa as I need. I want Lisa to come in and talk about their shit and then go away. I don't want Lisa showing up with her own shit. Like, I don't care about Lisa's shit. I want to see their shit. So, and and also I don't want people, I don't want to waste my viewing time for somebody to explain to Lisa what we already saw. Like, oh, Lisa, you don't understand. We're yelling at Schwartz right now because Schwartz, we found out cheated 30 times in Cabo on Katie over, you know, like, I don't want to, I don't want to watch her play catch up on the show. 
Yes, agree. Um, or her using Ken Todd to come out and deliver his one line. Wait, no, 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 Brian. I love no, no, Brian. No, I'm all good with that. That is, I want <laughs> everything delivered by Ken. Um, do you think Raquel will come back? Oh, I mean, I really want Raquel not to come back for her own. If she life. cares about her mental health, yeah, she shouldn't come back. Yeah. Uh, I have a friend who is uh, a television writer and she writes like very smart people, like prestige television shows. And she's also a huge Bravo fan. And we were talking about Scandaval. And I was like, I want you to write a show where Raquel for her mental health has to give up the show and like moves back to Tucson and works at a bank. Like, that's what I want to see oh. a show about Raquel trying to go back to real life after having survived reality television. And so like in a, my a mind, Doc Holly, that's a where... Doc Hollywood without uh, being a doctor, like Michael J. Fox, that old movie, he goes to a yes. small town like that would be kind of incredible, actually. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And she's still dealing with all that. I'm like, so in my mind, that's where Raquel is. But I mean, oh, my God, they must. They're gonna throw fucking. Can you imagine money the money com- at her? See, Brian, that's part of my documentary is that the the conversations they're trying to woo her and her team, and you know the con- like you know Alex Baskin is talking to her parents every day of like, Absolutely. how's our girl? How's our girl doing? How's our girl doing today? Is she good? She get some rest? You guys need anything? You need any groceries? Like, what is what what those wooing? That's what I want to know. Yeah, because I think that um, you know, because there was that whole thing. I don't know anything about Raquel's family other than what we've seen on the show, but they seem like middle class, like regular kind of people with some means, maybe, I guess. I don't know. But when she was, we found out she was sleeping on Sheena's couch and Sheena was paying for her apartment. I'm like, why didn't the parents step in? I think the parents That's were, I are confused. I was confused as yeah. well because I, I heard that they were well off in a certain way that why was then uh, I do know for a time Raquel was working at Sir even after the cameras, but she she only could get the studio apartment in North Hollywood. And then Sheena did let her stay at her place, which she had sex on the sheets. Sheena said, and didn't wash the sheets, which is like so offensive to Sheena, but like, she really was trying to make her own way. But now I'm curious how much Sandoval was like footing the bill for her life as well on top of, because Sandoval just hands out money to everybody. Yeah. And I think that the parents are very anti the show and so I feel like if they're helping with her mental health and whatever, they're going to be like, you can't do this or we're not helping you again. And so I feel like maybe that's going to limit Raquel. I don't know. I'm just kind of making shit up. So I and don't if Sandoval, and if Sandoval, but it's, it's great to speculate because Sandoval and Raquel, yeah. you know, it seems like Sandoval was obviously sleeping with people on the road, which doesn't mean that he's not with Raquel because he likes to cheat, but like, the thing is, if they're st- if they're not together anymore, do we then see a single Sandoval on the show where he's hooking up with fans and stuff like that? Do we see that kind of weird, like picking up people at Schwartz and Sandy's if he's allowed back in? And then I was thinking too of Raquel coming in. Do they have to hide her if she does come to the show? Do they have to hide her in a sheet like they did with like like just so nobody sees the superhero costume? Yeah, it's like you know, um, they, they Taylor Swift in the in the like suitcase, <laughs> yeah, you know, like. The- yeah, exactly. Wheel, you have to do that. to Tom Tom. So, so it doesn't ruin. It doesn't ruin the surprise of Raquel coming back. 
I mean, yeah, I feel like they at least got to get her in to do something. But also, <laughs> like, who's she going to film with? What's she going to say? I don't know. I feel like Raquel is maybe the least interesting part of Scandaval. Right, exactly. That's I got in trouble on Twitter a couple weeks ago because I said... I don't really think the show needs Raquel because she's never been no. a dynamic character. She was like no. the lever, which all of this happened by, but even her, her scenes, she was never able to able to effectively communicate. She was never even able to toast. Like, it, you know, even her past storylines have never been good. So all of a sudden, unless she, I always use the example of Sandy at the end of Greece when she comes yeah. in leather, she's like, tell me about it stud. And all of a sudden she's smoking. It's like Raquel's not going to come out of this mental health facility and be like, what the fuck's up? I'm Raquel. Let's do this. She's still, <laughs> gonna yeah. be the same person yeah and like i just feel that yeah we don't need raquel it's it's that kind of thing where i'm fascinated because i can't figure it out like we've watched enough reality television yeah. we know how it's made we know how the people behave and i feel the same way about selling sunset i only watch selling sunset because I can't figure out what's real. I can't figure out yeah. what's fake. I can't figure out how it's made. Exactly. I'm like, what is this fucking thing? And I feel the same way about Raquel. The only thing that's interesting to me is like, what is wrong with you? How did you get here? Why are you behaving like this? Like, well, I, I've learned, you know, you know, the hard way of like, you know, we can't diagnose people. So I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. Will the mental health facility give us the diagnosis? Will we be able to get an official diagnosis? Because you're right. After decades of watching shows and loving these shows, we archetype these characters so easily now for the people that watch it over decades that Raquel really is this big question mark where I I've never seen something like it but at the same yeah. time there might just be that there's nothing there to begin with so you can fill her up like all these guys started liking yes. her because she was a mirror that reflected back who they wanted to be you know yeah yeah um, no it's she's like a cipher and I mean and I loved her at the beginning part of the season for exposing how awful so many <laughs> of the women on the show are Man, Lala. Lala people. lucked out. Lala lucked out this season. Lala did what she did. Ow. Oh my God. Same with Katie Maloney Schwartz Maloney. I mean, but I love, see, I, I went, I, I firmly loved Katie by the end of the season. I really did. And I thought what she oh. had, to, I, sorry, but I really did. And I thought what she had to go, this is, I, I think part of it also is because I've been divorced. What she did, what she had to do, because Schwartz would have been that same person the rest of their lives. He never would have done that. He would have cheated on her multiple times. And I think what no, she I did agree. actually takes a lot of bravery, but I think she suffers sometimes from like uh, politicians that aren't, um, uh, charming outwardly on tv like schwartz is always yeah. going to win that battle schwartz is yes. always going to pop better on screen so katie to find that footing i think was actually i want to see more of that i guess i'll say i mean i feel the my problem with katie is that she's always right but she's all always awful like <laughs> so it's like yeah she was totally right about everything she said about schwartz but she was like extra mean to Raquel like you know what I mean like it's yeah. somebody it's not that, in control like, of their powers you, Katie I agree with you but like why do you have to be so mean why do you have to be such a jerk about it well, I mean, I, I there, yeah, I think she does not have control of her powers. Like she's right, but she yes. does it. She comes out, and now that we're actually listening, sometimes I think it can be completely clunky in the delivery of that message because you're right all along. All you have to do is step back, and sometimes you know she won't do that step back, and she's not as 
a much of a verbal assassin as Lala or DJ James Kennedy. So it can come off a little clunky, but um, I know I only have a couple more minutes, which sucks. Um, what did you do? You, are you as pissed as I am about the fake? Like everybody saying that the season of Scandal and Bravo as a whole is completely fake. It was scripted. Oh. You guys, it was scripted. All of this was scripted. Girl. And I have said this so many times, but I will say it again. We have seen enough of these people try to act that we know that they are not this good of actors or like, or tell or, or or keeping secrets they can't do any of that no shit. no and like those emotions are real i'm convinced and like yeah and i mean i think i made this point in my book and you know from everybody who i've talked to all the housewives all the producers like everybody it's like yeah these situations are produced like you're not going to be on this vacation otherwise you're not going to be at this party otherwise but everything that happens there what they're feeling everything they're going through is is very real and like these things really hurt them and yeah and so i really I get really annoyed by that. Like, cause that's the kind of shit you get from non-fans. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of shit Liev Schreiber posts underneath a picture of, you know, of Ariana on a times Twitter. We, we, we almost, like what we almost ruined, we almost ruined Liev Schreiber's career. Like he, he potentially got to a point where he might not have worked again after that comment about like, is this really news? I love that. We almost ruined his career. I hope that no one ever pulls that trick again. Cause I, that's another thing I'm so sick of. I get really mad when people are, are denigrate reality and like make fun of our thing. And yeah, like, like I'm supposed to be ashamed. I'm supposed yeah. to be ashamed of what I love when, when this actually does make world news, there's actually something so fascinating and human behavior and they've gotten so good at it. Like, I can't wait to see where reality shows get, go next. I mean, there, I mean by, by the way, to end, I guess. We had one of the biggest announcements potentially in Housewives history, which, you know, you, you know, uh, Chriselle G flip related is Kyle Richards and Mauricio Omansky. You know, Camelot has potentially fallen with there had been a lot of rumors. And then all of a sudden People Magazine came out with an exclusive on Monday, I believe. And then they yeah. even made a joint Instagram statement about their relationship. What were your thoughts, Brian, through all of this? Because I'm sure you had already heard the rumors with Morgan Wade, the country star, and, and potentially watched TikToks about this. I, can I tell you a secret? I was like, I'm never going to TikTok. And then I got on TikTok just I to know. like find out about this. Because I was like, on TikTok, Kyle and Mauricio are broken up. I was like, what? Um, I mean, I am not one to believe in a conspiracy theory. Um, unless it's about Rhea, Leah Michelle being illiterate, which I, <laughs> um, she's but, never read your vulture articles, Brian. FYI, I mean, she, she can't, she, she can't do it. She <laughs> loves me because she's never read a mean thing I've written about her. Um, and, but I don't know. The evidence is pretty convincing, but I'm, I don't know. I'm shocked on multiple fronts. I never, they always seem good. Um, and yeah, Kyle never struck me as the queerest. So, which by the way, but, but people, people uh, are multifaceted. People can change. People can grow. Yeah, no, we, yes. We saw her flip out over Melissa Etheridge's "Come to My Window" last season. Like, That's I mean, obviously right. there. I mean, we saw her lose her shit. Like, no, it's not Melissa. It's not Melissa. And it was Melissa. So I'm. I just know I. What frustrates me is they're obviously done filming for the season. Do they pick up cameras a la Scandaball again? And then will Kyle ever be 
completely honest about this relationship if it exists. Now, I do know they're actually friends and that's been admitted. And by the way, people can right. be friends with lesbian and gay. Like that's obviously a very- Ew, have you ever been friends with a lesbian? Guys, no. don't cancel, no, don't can- <laughs> Guys, don't cancel me, please. Like you can't, but so I don't want to like, I know it's very rude to like speculate on these things, but it is so fascinating when you look at some of the evidence with the tattoos and the the jewelry that Morgan's wearing. All of this stuff is so deep. That's in our Bravo investigative podcast that we're starting. We got to do this story eventually. Oh my God, absolutely. Well, and that's what's fascinating to me is A, like I feel like Scandaval set a few bad precedents, which is like one is the like super investigative TikTok to like, oh, we're going to comb through all this shit and find things and try to make things up. Like, I I mean, it's fun. I get it. But I think and also the camera's coming back up because like I said, Scandaval was a once in a lifetime thing. Like it was a perfect storm. It's never going to happen again. Yeah. And we just need to accept that. And like, I the reason cameras had to come back up on Scandaval is because of the nature of it meant the entire cast was involved because it's like it's DJ James Kennedy's ex-girlfriend. Yep. It's Tom's best friend. It's Katie's ex-husband. It's like we are all involved in this thing and this lie you were telling. The only person involved in Kyle and Maurizio is Kyle. So it's like if cameras come back up, it should just be to Kyle be like, well, we're broken up and I'm not a lesbian, you know, like they're not going to start filming like weeks of shit and get the ladies back together. And no, that's well, not going to happen. I, I, th- I think if anything, we might get cell phone reactions of like, 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 like we did with Erica Jane and Tom when, when they, the divorce yes. day on November 20th, where we got some cell phone footage of three, like, oh dear, you know, like we might get something like that, but I don't think we'll actually have a camera crew borrowed from Vanderpump rules to shoot these reactions potentially. No, absolutely not. I mean, she's going to get a grilling at the reunion, obviously. But I also think that um, it's interesting for a number of reasons. One is the shit they did to Denise Richards when she (laughs) slept with Brandy Glanville once. And then Kyle Richards, of all people, to be like, don't speculate. Don't talk about us. That is your job. That is your job. Your job is to be there for us to talk about. And so this opens up the weakness of Kyle of never really revealing, like never, she's always like, you know, playing middle of the road. And this puts her in the worst position on how she likes to live her life on the show. Like it's the worst. We're all speculating and she's not able to control any narrative. Absolutely. And I also feel like Erica Jane sent Morgan Wade flowers. Chocolate, <laughs> alcohol, a Morgan, free trip to world. you, Morgan, yeah. Yeah, she's like, like, like mean, take the spotlight off me, bitch, bye. Well, this was the Erica <laughs> Jane redemption season, and now I feel like we're all going to be looking for these clues, like we went yes. back and watched with Scandaval of like, oh, is Kyle look, leering at a lady in the background? Like, what is what is going on? Wouldn't it be great if Kyle, the first episode, we see a scene, and then Kyle's like, we were all so straight that day, you know, like we were all so happy. We were all so straight that day. Who knew what was yeah. yet to come, you know? Who knew? Um, we, uh, that I, I would know, be riding I, Morgan's mechanical bull in no time. But dude, I would be so there for like a, just a scissoring scene in Beverly Hills. Are you kidding me? That would be just, just amazing. I'm joking. I mean, we suddenly have so many lesbians oh like we went from none to Wait, a million ultimate girls trip lesbian edition like ultimate i, I mean, mean brandy's girl, finally able to, come back. Brandy's able to come back <laughs> ultimate girls trip 
<laughs> okay, last thing. I know I got to let you go, but um, the Erica Jane, would you be honest? Are you ghostwriting her next book? I know you I... ghostwrite her. For Will you be honest and let me know that that is true? I have not heard anything about a second book. Come on, man. I I, I made this promise. prediction. I made this prediction a year and a half ago when I, I knew I said, I bet you are already at work on this book that I truly think that is being written. And I know you would be the writer for this. I have not heard anything about a second book. I actually haven't talked to Erica in a fair amount of time. We tried to meet up at BravoCon and with our schedules, it kind of like didn't work out, but I haven't talked to her since then. So I've talked to you more recently than I've talked to Erica. I will say I have talked to a few housewives about writing their books, but uh, none of them have happened yet. So, well, I mean, so is Gina's going to be a pamphlet or you do you have a plan of action for that? <laughs> yes. Or? Gina and I, I'm I'm <laughs> writing uh, Gina's dating profile. No. <laughs> um, oh, wait, wait. Are you excited for Jackson, Kristen and all those people to come back? I forgot to ask that. I never want to see Jack Taylor on my television. <laughs> okay, that's perfect. But Dodie, you'd be okay with? Dodie, I'm okay with. Well, and <laughs> I've been saying, I've said this a lot. What's funny about Bravo is it's really good at like the 20s, like Summer House, original Vanderpump, like party, party, party craziness. It's, you know, like Blow Deck, all that stuff. And it's also really good at like 40 plus housewives. We have kids, we're starting businesses, whatever. It's really bad at that middle that like, we just got married, we're having kids, we're settling down. Like, and I don't know if that's because that stage of life is inherently boring, but like, or what? But I would be interested to see some of the Vanderpump people, you know, starting their families, settling down, what that looks like. So as long as Jax isn't involved. No, see, I think Jax will be great because Jax will be so dumb that he's putting himself back in the lion's den where he'll be forced to make some dumb move and cheat and ruin the beautiful family that he has. Like, he'll ruin it again. Like, I I believe that if he puts himself back in there, which he is, we do know Jax's deal. At the end of the day, like, that's why he knows Sandoval so well and all the shit he's doing. You know, Jax keeps acting like he knows Sandoval. He knows Sandoval because he knows himself. He knows exactly what's in his own head and he knows that he would potentially do the same thing. I feel like we know Jax's game too well. And like, so there's no like mystery to like what it's like, oh, you're just a liar and a narcissist. And so I'm like, okay. And like, I think we got the best out of Jax that we're no, and we'll see those on uh repeats on uh for forever. Uh, you guys, Brian Moylan, his book, which I believe you can get on paperback at this time, is that right, Brian? Yeah, it's everywhere, it's like three dollars on fucking ebook, girl. So, well, I I paid full (laughs) price. So, the housewives, the real story behind the real housewives, you're if you probably already have this, you need to add it to your collection if you're a Bravo fan, period. Like, this is a conversation piece. Also, uh, I'm telling you, go sign sign up for Vulture's house. Wives Institute Bulletin, which Brian writes for and runs. And it is truly something that pops in my mailbox every Friday, I believe. And I love it every, Once every a month. Once a month? I thought it was every Friday. Okay, well, it comes out on Friday, this coming Friday. But your reviews come out every week. Yeah. Okay. And then, so I, yeah, I recap all the shows and they come up on Vulture right after the episode airs. So I'm doing Crappy Lake, Sonia and Luann, which oh, I Oh yeah, love. we didn't even get a time. I saw the first oh, couple my episodes God, about that. That was so fun. Oh, it's so fun and so funny. So I'm doing that. I'm doing the new New York, uh, Orange County, of course. So yeah, 
Come on by, um, check it out. Any, anything else to, to check out or support you with? No, that's it. That's I it. Mean, well, feel free to feel free to send dick pics. I'm not. Well, you I'm know what? Not, do it. Uh, do it on Brian's new thread account on Threads, just to see if we can get dick pics on <laughs> yeah. Threads. Would be amazing. Uh, you, I, you're truly a hero of mine, Brian. Thank you so much. I hope we get to meet up again at BravoCon, and uh, we will not be confused for each other. But this is always a joy. And please, uh, I'm going to try to ask myself to beg you to come on more often. So thank you so much, dude. Anytime. Thank you, sir. You guys, welcome to So Bad It's Good. This is going to be a Bravo pop culture roundup, so buckle in. We got some of the top Bravo stories that have happened over the last couple of days. The only un not Bravo related things that I want to mention really quick is uh, I watched the uh, this week's episode of And Just Like That, the Sex in the City continuation, and um, yeah, that Che threesome with um, it was a lot. Uh, if you guys have seen it, I, I don't, I, it, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> Che Diaz is potentially my favorite character on television, but I, I, I cringe. I watch through my fingers whenever she's on, but I can't, I'm, I can't turn away. It is. Oh my God. I mean, the, did you guys see it? She had the, it was almost a threesome with her ex-husband, um, Kate Hudson's brother, uh, and, and then Miranda. And I was like, Whoa, I really just, you would tell, like, I'm an old dude. And I'm like, I feel like a, a 10 year old child when I watch and just like that, I'm always like, no, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. I would love it. You know, like when you were a kid and you used to try to sneak to, to watch a little nudity or something, you know, when you, you know, you got to see a boob or a butt and it was really exciting. I was just trying to imagine like 12 year old Ryan sneaking, you know, his parents HBO Max or Max as it's now called. And then turning on and just like that, hoping to see some nudity and then just seeing Miranda and Che. <laughs> no, I'm sure some people thought it was really hot. I, I, I'm sure it's very hot. Any, I don't, don't know why I started I'm starting this Bravo pop culture roundup with that. Um, the other thing, guys, how is everybody doing? We have Speak Now Taylor's version just dropped a couple of hours ago. And if you're on Twitter or Threads, the new Twitter killer that Instagram made, I'm loving Threads, by the way. Follow me on Threads. You can find the account on Instagram or just type in so bad it's good or anything Ryan Bailey. But you can tell everybody is intensely listening to this album and they're they're so intensely listening to it that i'm scared to listen to it because i do you ever do this where you're like i'm scared i will not be able to listen to it with the intensity at like with as intense as all of these fans are like i love taylor swift and i'm like i don't think i want to be able to listen to it as hard as some of these people are listening some people are like they're on their third time through listening to the and there's like i think there's like six new tracks on it anyways we'll give a full review next week of of Speak Now, Taylor's version. I'm holding out for Sheena Shea. I need good as gold Sheena's version. And by the way, Sheena, if you're listening or seeing this on YouTube, this is a direct challenge to Sheena Shea. You gave Andy a gold-plated, good as gold vinyl record. And I need one of those. And I think we all need one of those. That's the perfect gift for a Bravo lover, a good as gold vinyl. It is a no brainer. Sheena and Brock, you know, you guys need to make sure this is out by Christmas time or the holidays. You just have to, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. I mean, come on, stop. You, you know, all these brand deals, it's fine. But like with the vinyl, the vinyl is all you. Are you kidding me? 
you got to get that vinyl out. Okay, so Bravo this week. You know, there's not tons on. They they didn't do uh, below deck uh, med. It was an off week because of the Fourth of July, which sucked because the Gary Daisy um, Colin love triangle is just really heating up. I wish more people was watch, were watching below deck med because I love it. Um, but then we had Real Housewives of Orange County, which I talked about with Brian Moylan. I'll be doing a full recap on the podcast and on uh, on YouTube next week as well as welcome to crappy lake uh sonia and luann's spinoff a simple life kind of show that premieres on sunday so set your set your set your calendars for this weekend sunday we're going to want to watch that and also we have the premiere of real housewives of new york coming up not this next week but i believe the week after i hope i'm right on that so a lot of stuff coming up but in terms of actual things to watch on bravo not tons and reminder everybody needs to still go you can watch um summer house martha's vineyard only eight episodes you can find it on peacock uh the bravo app streaming services it, i really highly recommend it i'm really hoping and i think they are doing a second season so make sure you tune into that now we're going to do the main story as Ariana Maddox here in a second, but I want to remind people that Summer House is shooting right now. And what it looks to be, it looks like we have Carl and Lindsay coming on here and there. And also they're going to have a wedding storyline. And then we have Amanda and Kyle. And then we have Paige and Sierra. Those are like the confirms. And I think that probably means Maya's there, but I'm curious why Sam and then I guess Sam and Chris are friends of, and then I didn't see Gabby's name in that notes. I believe this was Queens of Bravo that was reporting this. I love Gabby. So I am going to be extremely bummed if Gabby is not back. I thought she was a very interesting character when she did speak up and she seemed, uh, what I love about those reality show characters is like, I'm not like that, but I totally believe she's like that. And she's a different kind of person. And I think that makes for really entertaining reality show characters. Um, the Sam and Corey relationship, I'll be curious what happens with that. And, you know, Corey was on this show and he seemed like a really nice guy. But then so many people sent me things of Corey liking some really extreme, potentially anti-trans posts, all of these things. And I, I think that's a it's a really fine line. So I'm, I would love to speak to Corey again about that and about his I don't know, you know, I don't know if I want to get into his beliefs, but I'm curious if that has uh, hindered him at all because I didn't see him on the cast list of Summer House. And I was hoping, I don't know, I'm very curious, but it doesn't look like Sam is, uh, is, is fully back at all. And that, that shocked me because I thought Sam was a great character to invest in. Okay. So that's it. We do know, know Vanderpump Rules season 11 has been shooting now for about a week and a half. We actually got footage. I'm telling you, we're going to ruin this entire season for ourselves and uh, we're, we're doing it to ourselves. Tom and Tom, uh, Tom Sandoval's back from his Armed Forces Fox Network gig. Uh, he is back and they were at uh, they were at a bar, I believe. Today, was it today filming a scene between them talking about Greg, their other owner of Schwartz and Sandy's? And I think potentially being in a little bit of a, a tiff. Now, Tom does not have the mustache. He's perfectly quaffed. 
Uh, you know, sees they were at that bar that they always go to on, um, if you guys are in a, what is that on? It's not Fairfax, it's on La Cienega. What's that place? They go to it all the time. It's on the show, but I noticed that it looked like a daytime scene, but somebody was filming it and put it online. And I'm like, man, we are going to film every scene where there's going to be potentially no surprises. In fact, when I talked to Brian Moylan today, I said, if Raquel comes in, they're going to have to like hide her with a sheet just to not ruin the surprise of Raquel coming back to film if she chooses to film. Um, do you guys like things being spoiled for you? I think it's probably half, half, right? Like half of the people seem to want as much information as they can get it all the time. And that's kind of the premise of the internet is like, give it all to me. And I totally get that. But I always think there's so many other interesting things that we can focus on while this thing is being shot. And then we'll get the, the version that they want to present us with. And then we can go back and find the little missed moments and the intricacies and things like that. So I will say just judging from the footage I saw in that Instagram post, it looked like Tom was a little pissy. I think Sandoval's coming in this all wrong. I think he's very pissed that uh, he has he bared the brunt of this. I believe that deep down, he truly feels like he is the victim. So I will be very curious with the attitude he comes into this season with. And I'll I, I'm just, I'm really curious what these conversations are going to be like. I think, so I'm very excited about season 11. Okay, so this is the big news. If you're watching this on Friday, this should have already been announced Friday morning, I believe on Good Morning America, is that Ariana Maddox is, is going to be joining the cast of Dancing with the Stars. Now, this has been rumored for months, but I think we're making it official Friday morning where Derek uh, Howe, is that how you, H-O-U-G-H, um, he is going to be making the announcement of the cast. And he was spotted, first off, grabbing lunch with Ariana Maddox. And they were a uh, paparazzi photo together. But then also we saw him in something about her, Katie and Ariana's sandwich shop that is yet to be open, should be open soon. He was filming inside of there. So there's just no way that she is not joining the cast of Dancing with the Stars. There's just, I mean, that's just unless Derek was like, I want to make an announcement. It's something about her just because I'm a huge Vanderpump Rules fan. I, I, I don't want Ariana on the show, but I just want to make a, a, a video here. So she will be joining the cast. We should have that official confirmation from him in the morning. Uh, and what do you guys think about that? I, I mean, listen, Ariana can dance. She actually does have training. Now, who do you want her to be paired up with? I feel like I should be asking my parents this question because they, uh, they've been avid watchers of Dancing with the Stars. And uh, I don't think, isn't Derek one of the judges now? So I'm curious who she will be uh, paired up with. Uh, this article says Vanderpump Rules Ariana Maddox 38 treated the producer to food at her new sandwich shop. Something about her, which she co-owns with Katie Maloney. Um, she was showing off her legs in a ruched pink mini dress. I love guys like me that really don't know how to say anything about clothing. I, I read the word ruched because by the way, Medita Lopez, uh, who does all the graphics, the YouTube and like kind of like an unofficial producer. I mean, she is the producer. Like she sent me all of these notes and I'm like a ruched pink mini. What the fuck is a ruched pink ruched? Why are we ruched? It's R-U-C-H-E. That's just wild. The, the the terms you ladies have to to even just put up with in terms of clothing roost a roost pink pin anyway and sky high heels it says the outing fuels rumors that Ariana will compete on the celebrity dance competition show in its upcoming 32nd season. Page six reported in April that Ariana is in the late stage conversations, which by the way, so bad it's good reported that in April as well. 
Um, the publication quoted a source who claimed, quote, ABC is in a late stage conversation with Ariana to be a contestant to join Dancing with the Stars this fall. Uh, Ariana has apparently received the okay from the executives at NBC Universal, the parent company of Bravo, which produces Vanderpump Rules. Obviously, the production company is Evolution Media, which also produces Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Real Housewives of Orange County. Now, I think this is a win-win for Bravo. It's very smart for them to loan out cast members to other networks, just like they did with Schwartz for, um, you know, his visit to Mars recently. And then also, of course, Sandoval is going to be on Fox's Armed Forces the second season. And I think this is just great because it just raises it raises the visibility of the show. Now, she is not going to be the first cast member from a Bravo show to be on there. We've had Teresa. We've had Erica Jane, which, by the way, my friend used to know somebody that worked on that that I did like the Groundling sketch comedy group with. And she brought me and our other friend to watch Erica Jane compete. So this is a great photo of me. Yay! Like just the most excited. It was before Tom. It was before Tom and all of that stuff. But I was so excited to watch her compete. And uh, I didn't. Teresa competed. I think Lisa Vanderpump competed. So Ariana's going to join that. And I wonder if there will be any jealousy with Sandoval. And then, of course, if this is happening right now, then we also have another storyline for Ariana. This will be a very big Ariana-heavy season because you're going to have the sandwich shop. You're going to have the fallout from Scandoval. You're going to have potentially her new boyfriend. And then you will have her training for Dancing with the Stars. And does that mean the castmates will all come to support her? And then, then does that mean like Sandoval will dress in a disguise and be like, what's up, dude? My name is Bomb Bandaball, and I'm I'm just I'm just a regular patron here to watch Dancing with the Stars, dude. I'm curious if he's gonna be jealous at all. I don't know. I'm really excited for this, but it just seems like I mean, Ariana has just all of a sudden gone from a not busy past year. I mean, she shot the show and stuff, but to the busiest year of her life, potentially. So this is all very exciting. We'll get the official announcement tomorrow. And I have to tell you, I think she's going to surprise a lot of people with her dancing. And I think that's really cool because you always feel bad with Dancing with the Stars because you have some people that usually will compete that are already kind of dancers. And then you'll have people that just don't know what the hell they're doing. And that's like the person I would be if I ever got on that show is just the person that didn't know what they're doing. So you would be like the bad news bears like, Oh, he gave it. He tried. He tried. Uh, in further Vanderpump rules news, Lisa Vanderpump has no plans for a new pump restaurant after closing the West Hollywood eatery. I can't do it. I put my heart and soul into pump. Me and Nigga Lane, we've opened so many restaurants. Kim Todd as well. Did you know sometimes I was in a jacuzzi with Raquel? I can't believe that. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm on one, you guys. It's been a long day. So she has no plans for a new pump restaurant, which by the way, why would you have plans for pump restaurant? You had to close. They didn't, they didn't want to keep you there. They raised your rent and you would stop paying rent. I mean, listen, she is already a restaurateur. And I think a lot of her, um, a lot of her current restaurants are in Vegas. And I think that's really where she wants to make a home as well as she has one opening in Tahoe that's going to be soon. So she's doing really well. This, if anything, was just probably a drain, even though the name pump to me is synonymous with Vanderpump rules, even, you know, and that's the bummer is that that's, it was always fun to go in that circuit, the circuit of Tom, Tom pump, and then down the street, um, you know, yeah, sorry. 
Tom Tom Pump and then down the street, Sir. Now, of course, we'll have Pump closing, but we'll have something about her, which is, you know, kind of just it's half a block down from Pump. So that'll be there. So you'll still have three restaurants. I don't think they're going to keep that sandwich shop open all night, though, which actually wouldn't be a bad idea. Can you imagine how many drunk people coming out of the Abbey like Tom and Raquel that would need a kind of something to fuel up like a hoagie at two in the morning from something about her? Yes. That place, though, it looks beautiful, but it is so tiny that I'm like, how many people can they legitimately fit in there? And the thing is, it's going to be so sought after when it first opens that how are they going to do it truly will be a line out the door. And that kind of would that I mean, I, I'm so excited for them, but that would make me so nervous. I don't know. Anyways, we'll, we'll find out. It'll all happen. So it closed its door like after 10 years. Pump was open for 10 years. Last day was July 5th. Uh, Lisa says it was purely a business decision. Um, the rents are like 80,000 a month, Lisa says. So she was just like, there's no way. And that's why we walked away from Villa Blanca as well, Lisa said. And they didn't re renew the lease there as well, which that's what Lisa's saying. I've also heard other things. So who knows? Maybe the truth lies somewhere in between the two. She also did say that she's not looking to relocate an open pump somewhere else in Los Angeles. I'm opening two more with Caesars Palace. And uh, so that's very exciting, she said. And she says she has two already there going that are gangbusters. I have some, some. I have some. So Lisa is going to be very busy. I've seen Lisa so much. Yeah, I was talking about all the people that are filming them filming the show. And Lisa seems to be in a lot of the scenes. And are you guys more in the mood for a heavy Lisa Vanderpump season? I'm of the mind that I don't want a heavy Lisa Vanderpump season. So I think the way they used her this past season was the perfect amount of Lisa. And if we can get Ken Todd coming in there, stumbling, talking about jacuzzis more, I'm all for it. But if Lisa all of a sudden, because this show has gotten so popular in the last season, if she now wants a bigger role, I hope she is wise enough to realize that you know, we don't need her reactions. And I'm saying this with peace and love. I truly am because I think Lisa Vanderpump is an icon. Okay. Now on to Raquel Levis. What's up, Raquel, dude? Um, she is allegedly refusing to return to Vanderpump rules without a big post scandal raise. Um, I talked about this also with Brian Moylan in a sense that at this moment, she is in or her people or her parents or whoever is doing negotiations for Raquel are in a really good spot. Now, I don't personally think the show needs her as much as other people do, just because I don't think she brings a lot when she opens her actual mouth. And unless she's learned to communicate in a more effective way than she has in previous seasons and the reunion, I think once again, it would be a disappointment because I don't know if she's able to verbalize her actual thoughts. Now, of course, there's that sick part of me that regardless would want to see her. And, and by the way, just to assure you guys, I'm sure we will see her. I, I have no, I cannot want her there. And I can also tell you that she probably will be there. Uh, I, I truly believe they'll get her. Now, she's not going to be there from the beginning, but I do think she'll have some dramatic appearance and they'll like, next week, the return of Raquel. And, you know. Tell me about it, stud. Like, I, I will get that moment. Trust me. But at this moment, they're saying that she is asking for a big raise. Now, this is a shocker. A lot of these people that are on television, especially reality stars, 
they don't get paid as much as you would think. They're not like they, they don't get million dollar salaries like some actual scripted television shows do. Now, of course, the older cast members like Tom, like Katie, like Schwartz, like Sheena. At, well, Sheena, not even Sheena. You'd be shocked. They make more and they can negotiate. But there's only so far Bravo is going to go. Now, they're, of course, they're going to give them all a probably a little bit of a fairly steep raise, but at the same time, they realize, and what I would imagine they're going to make the argument to any of these people, but they, uh, we'll go to this in a second, is that the brand deals they're getting right now are going to equal, if not be surpassing their actual salary for the show. Now, the reason why Raquel, I would imagine, and her people are going to be pushing for Buku Bucks is that she does not have the benefit of those brand deals. She's not on Cameo. She's, you know, things have dried up in terms of Raquel. And Tom, don't feel as bad for Tom as you might want to, because like I said, he was just on Armed Forces on Fox. He's got the band stuff. I don't think that's making a tons of, ton of money, but Tom is at a manager and has had his eye on certain business things for multiple, multiple years. So he is more in a place where he can kind of survive this storm and also find ways to use it for him. Now, Raquel, and especially if Tom is not offering advice to her, is a little bit more in the lurch. So I would imagine if she does come back, if they want her to come back, they're going to be asking for an astronomical amount of money for that cast, not for television in general, but for that cast. Now, what I would imagine also what would be happening is that she's not going to be a series regular because she's not shooting from day one is that what I imagine is that they'll pay her a very steep fee for a handful of episodes. So it, you know, she's going to do minimal work, but she's going to get paid a lot for that minimal work. So we'll see if I'm right. That is my prediction. Um, but it's interesting. Think about the worst mistake that you've ever made in your life. And then how much money do you think you're owed for mistakes and pain in your life? But also take into account that other people have made money off of your pain and mistakes. I don't know. Um, people are saying she lost all of her friends. People are talking shit about her all the time. You know, people are talking shit on podcasts, doing weird imitations of her shaky voice. Um, but her, her name kind of became synonymous with home wrecker. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a steep climb up to wherever she wants to go. Now, I think if I've always said this week in week out on the recaps is, is if her or her family truly are taking her mental health seriously, I don't think she should do the show, but I also think, you know, this is somebody that wanted to be on reality television to begin with. So at the end of the day, mental health isn't their number one priority. And a lot of the cast members, even the people that didn't do anything wrong this season, mental health usually isn't their number one priority. You know, th th these things, it's a really brutal business. And, uh, you know, Sandoval, uh, you know, he should still be, he should be in some kind of mental health facility because, I mean, whatever's going on with that dude, I mean, at least Raquel went away. I'll be curious to hear what that story is, but would you buy a Raquel Levis book? Like, what would that book, what would the book be called? Like, from from DJs to karaoke singers? Like, what would, what would the Raquel Levis story be? Like, my what, what would it be? Like, my name's Rachel, the Raquel Levis story. Like, what would, I now I'm very curious, but... 
filming is already underway and she is not there as of now. So we will let you know, or I'm sure the internet will let you know as soon as she is signed. But I do also have a feeling that it is going to be, um, it's going, it's going to be, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Anyways, we'll, we'll keep talking about this as it, as it goes on now. Oh, I wanted also credit earlier. I was talking about the Tom Sandoval boots on the ground ground video. That was from an account at tanning Channing, tanning Channing, uh, Channing Glenn was there. He was the, uh, they were the one that spotted Tom and Tom filming today, talking shit about partner Greg. One commenter pointed out, didn't he quit drinking as two bottles of in- empty beers are seen in the video? Talking about Sandoval, because remember Sandoval at one of his Tom Sandoval on the most extra show said, dude, it's been like a month since I quit drinking, dude. I, you know, that's the thing. When you lie about something this big and then all of these lies like start coming into play, you really then can't believe anything this person says. Like it could be near beer, but it looked like actual regular beer. And we do know Tom Sandoval does know his way around a lie. So he does know that we would potentially empathize and sympathize with somebody that was trying to be sober. Uh, from the video that we saw, Empty Beers, it looked like he uh, he was potentially drinking. But now this is a huge thing that we can give him credit for. No, um, oh yeah, no white nail polish in the video. Clean nails, you guys. That is called growth. Are you kidding me? This guy's not wearing white nail polish. If any, like that's the best thing we could have expected from all of this. If we got him to stop wearing white nail polish, huge. So congratulations, Tom Sandoval. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I truly, truly think that these people are going to eat each other alive. Um, it's just, I don't think they're ready for, I don't think anything prepares you for being on a show this many years for it to die down and then take a steep rise up to successful show again. I don't think, and it's going to start winning awards. You guys, you, I I will, I will eat my shoe, not a flip flop, not a shoe, but like, I'll eat a flip flop. It's got to be like battered and stuff like, like fried, but I'll eat it. Um, I bet. Vanderpump Rules will get nominated for a Best Reality Show Emmy this year. Like, usually those are reserved for competition reality series like Top Gun, Amazing Race, or Top Chef, Amazing Race. But I do think Vanderpump Rules has a damn good chance, which would be exciting to see DJ Dance Kennedy at the Emmys. Look at me with all of these fat fucks. I'm at the Emmys. DJ James Kennedy. Guys, night at the Emmys. Okay, now moving on to Real Housewives of New Jersey. This is, uh, (laughs) get this, you guys. For all the shit everybody talks on Reddit, Twitter, Twatter, threads, whatever social media, is that they were saying, oh, Teresa Giudice, Giudice, however we say her last name, she's going to be fired. Or the other side was saying, no, Melissa Gorgon, she's gone. She's fired. Guess what? Everybody's fucking wrong. Everybody's like, everybody needs to shut the hell up. Nobody has good information ever. It's a big phony pile of horse poo poo because guess what? Everybody's returning to Real Housewives of New Jersey next season. Everybody, everybody. So they will all be back for filming of season 14 of Jersey. Remember they went out with a bang. That reunion was completely toxic and very entertaining and it got really high ratings. So Bravo, instead of fixing a long-term problem, says, hey, let's get our money. If they'll all sign up, let's do it all again. So we are going to do this all again 
And I'm sure we will all say we hate it again, but we'll all watch. So they're going to stick with what works for the ratings. There was so much speculation about this, even up until this week, people saying Melissa Gorga was fired. And it was just it just goes to show you everybody is wrong. Don't believe things that you read on the Internet. Just don't. I mean, people uh, people magazine uh, reported that uh, the network has made return offers to both of the women as well as, as to the rest of their season 13 cast. So verbal offers went out this week to Giudici, Gorga, Dolores Catania, Margaret Josephs, Jennifer Aiden, Rachel Fuda, and Danielle Cabral. Jackie Goldschneider and Jennifer Fessler will once again be friends of the franchise, which is good because especially Jackie, Jackie has a book coming out, I believe in September. So I think that's good that she'll be able to promote that on the show. No contracts have arrived yet, but filming for season 14 is said to begin in August. So what do you guys think? Do you, I mean, I just, I don't know. It's, it's, I was talking about this also with Brian, go watch that interview, by the way, or listen to that interview is that the toxicity, it doesn't even just come from the show itself. It's the fans. And I think that's what makes it feel even darker, is that we're watching this, but the fandom behind it is so brutal. Like, it is so intense. And you really, they, it, it, it's a fandom that that makes you pick a side. You There's no innocent bystanders in a Jersey fandom. Okay, so moving on to Real Housewives of Miami, which they, I think, should be close to filming uh, their their upcoming season, which reminder is going straight to Bravo. They're going to air the reruns on Peacock, but remember the last two seasons have been directly to Peacock, and then Bravo got it months and months later. Which I believe Real Housewives of Miami this past season is finally hitting Bravo in the next week or two. So this is going directly to Bravo, which is really good news for Real Housewives of Miami. It's an excellent, excellent housewife show. Uh, Michael Jordan, you guys know not Michael B. Jordan, not Creed. But Michael Jordan, the famous Chicago Bulls uh, basketball player, entrepreneur, shoe uh, maven, he finally lets us know that he does not approve of the relationship between Larza Pippen and his son, Marcus. Now, of course, Larza Pippen was married and had kids with, you know, his his one of the main teammates that you associate with Michael Jordan from the Chicago Bulls, Mr. Scottie Pippen. And then Michael Jordan's son, Marcus, is now all up in Larza Pippen's guts. Yeah. So anyways, Michael Jordan was uh, coming out of, I think, a restaurant and and he was being bombarded by the pops and they were asking him if he approved. And finally, he was like, no, because no, this has been four months that they've officially been a couple, Marcus and Larza. Now, Marcus is 32. Larza is 48. But the first time that we've got Michael Jordan on camera expressing his disapproval uh, of the relationship. Now, I've heard a lot of stories about Michael Jordan's sons over the years, uh, you know, and I, I know they do live or did at a point live off their father very well. They were spending a lot of money in Vegas from a story, a couple stories that I had heard. And it's really weird. It's got to be so hard to be the son or a daughter of somebody that enigmatic. I mean, Michael Jordan is one of the greatest superstars of all time, not just athletes, but a superstar and consistently brings in hundreds of millions of dollars of years, a year still just through his Nike partnership, the Air Jordans. I mean, hundreds of millions of dollars a year. There's actually a great movie you can watch on Amazon Prime called Air, directed by Ben Affleck, talking about the courting of Michael Jordan to make the first Air Jordan shoe with Nike. It's a really great movie. You should check it out. Jason Bateman, Chris Tucker really loved it. Um, 
but it's still, you know, he is just so wealthy. I always wonder, you know, even in the show Succession on HBO, it's just like when your father is that enigmatic, you can, how do you make a path for yourself? And also, especially when you want to live the high life, but you're living the high life based on your father's reputation and his money. And that's the thing. Like Larza is, uh, I think she's a very entertaining housewife. I would never want to get into a fight with Larza, but also the Scotty Pippen of it all, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. Come on guys. It's weird. It's weird on so many levels. It's just weird. It's like to think that Scotty Pippen, uh, whatever him and Michael Jordan's relationship is now, which I believe it, it's strained even without this, is that then you're like, your son is dating my ex? Your 32-year-old son? Like, it's just this weird reminder. It's just this, it's it's hor- It's just really horrible. Um, Marcus seems like to be a nice guy, and now they have a podcast. They Larza and Marcus have a podcast together. Which Larza sometimes is so soft spoken, even though she'll like get those barbs in and she'll drop some tea. Uh, anyways, uh, by the way, Michael Jordan was coming out of a Paris restaurant called Madignon. Madignon. Michael Jordan's 60 years old. Whew. But, anyways, he laughed when he said that he didn't approve of it, but he said a very emphatic no. What do you guys, do you guys approve of this? Really? I mean, it really doesn't matter what we approve of, but you want Larza to be happy. And I just feel like, at the same time, you want Larza to be in love, but it's so weird when it's tied to Michael Jordan that way. You can't help but think this is some kind of weird swipe at Scotty, even though she would swear up and down that it's not. Larza is a, you know, she is a back alley assassin. She will get you when you don't see it coming. She, You do not mess with Larza. You think you can like kind of laugh her off and stuff, and then she will hit you with something in this kind of quiet Larza voice that'll like just turn your hair white. And you're like, oh God, my God, you just read me. Um, Okay. And then uh, as we start winding down here, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills had a huge week this week due to the relationship news between Kyle Richards and Mauricio Omansky. Their 27-year marriage is going through a very tough time, as they said in their statement. Uh, People have reported their separation. They have not announced any kind of divorce, just a separation. But there has been extra eyes, I mean a lot of extra eyes, on Kyle Richards' relationship with her new friend, the country singer Morgan Wade. Now, I talked a little bit about this on, was it Monday's episode on the Pop Culture Roundup? Because I think it was Glorified Gossip Girl on Instagram had a video of Morgan Wade's ex. And she was obviously going through this breakup with Morgan Wade and had feelings. She was crying in the video. And she was like, I'm going to my ex-girlfriend's show tonight and this person that I don't want to be there. I just, I know she's going to be there. And then you find out the date and time and it all like kind of works out that this was Morgan Wade and it was Kyle Richards was, was the girl that this girl was, was crying about. Her name's Katie Cannon, by the way. She was on Temptation Island, the U.S. version. Um, and they were never publicly in a relationship. They had a private relationship, page six said on Thursday. They had a relationship from November 2021 to August 2022. I always like it that page six is like private relationship. Here are the exact dates. This is their addresses. Um, though she did not feel comfortable disclosing why the pair chose to keep their romance to only themselves and close loved ones at the time, Cannon recalled the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star coming into the picture around March of last year. Now, let's do the math together. I don't know dates and time. March, okay, so 
March of last year. We're in the year 2023, so that will be 2022. So March, then you got April, May, June, July, August. Uh, June, did I get there? August, September, October, November. Then we go into 2023. Okay, so she's saying that. So this has been going on for a little bit of time. If this is this is that's interesting. So this has truly been going on. Uh, wow. Anyways. According to the Temptation Island alum, um, Richards and a group of girlfriends reached out to Morgan Wade because they were fans of her music. That's how the initial friendship between Kyle and Morgan started, which we know Kyle loves a good country jamboree. From there, Canon 30 said the group as a whole developed a close bond, but something about the songstress rapport with Richards, Kyle Richards, um, whom the musician even brought to the 2022 Americana Music Honors and Award in September, stuck out to her. The Canon Marketing Agency founder told us she didn't feel comfortable elaborating and made sure to note that she's neither met nor spoken to Richards. Still, she said news of the Bravo Liberty separation from longtime husband Mauricio Monday actually did shock her and that she wants to respect everyone involved as much as possible. So this tells us a lot without telling us that much. Um, I wonder why it shocked her. I wonder if she thought it was always going to be kept secret. And really, there is nothing we can only speculate. And of course, when it comes to sexuality and things like that, it's really it's not the best thing to speculate. But we do know, regardless of sexuality, that these two ladies are very, very close friends. And there have been so many videos and TikToks made. I think I was watching Tracy Morrissey, who I love. She did a, a little bit of a deep dive on Monday as well, where she was even showing Kyle's Rolex that we saw Mauricio buy. It was like a $10,000 Rolex in an episode of Beverly Hills. Morgan was fucking wearing it, performing a song. Like she showed it in the box, Tracy did. And then we see her performing with them. And uh, here's the deal. I, I get it. That's Kyle's watch. But like, if I was Mauricio, I would fucking, I don't even care if they're just friends. Don't give your friend the $10,000 Rolex to wear on your show. That's your Rolex. You'll be just giving, you'll let, you'll let your friends wearing jewelry. Listen, are you kidding me? I have, what do I, listen, I have an official Richella wrist bracelet from the, the Richella, DJ James Kennedy and Raquel engagement. I, this is an official Richella wrist. You think I'm going to let somebody wear my Richella bracelet? Hell no. If I fucking, I would not let Olivia Rodrigo wear my fucking Richella wrist bracelet. No, no, no. So anyways, this story seems like it's going nowhere. It is just heating up. We'll see how Real Housewives of uh, Beverly Hills covers it. I don't think cameras are going to go up the way that it did on Vanderpump Rules, but you never know, right? You never know. So that was our Bravo Pop Culture Roundup. I hope you guys have the best weekend ever. I hope you are snug in bed listening to your Taylor Swift Speak Now Taylor's version, and I hope you do something truly amazing this weekend with people that you love. I always tell you at the end of the week, you know, this weekend, watch something great, listen to something amazing, tell people you love them, go dance like no one's watching or dance with around everybody. I don't care. Do some exercise or don't lay in your bed. Take some time for you. Eat something great. Like really, truly drink something. Maybe get a little loaded. Who knows? And then on Monday, bright and early, come back here for an all new pop culture roundup was so bad it's good. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you smash that like button, subscribe, all of that stuff. I took a little bit of a week off last week when I was with my parents on a little 
a little vacay, a little sojourn. So we kind of have not been doing as many YouTube videos. So let's get us that let's get our YouTube presence back up. Thank you to all my guests this week. Brian Moylan. We had Caroline Calloway on for the love of God. We had Sophie Ross. I mean, what a truly amazing week. And I can't wait to share with you guys pretty soon what's coming up next. So have a great weekend. Maybe I'll see you on YouTube, but I'll definitely see you on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. Hello, baddies, and we'll talk to you soon. Betches.